the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. It's just me and Bridget. Eric's yeah. got family stuff to do. It's like, I don't know if all you are St. Paul folks, but it's MEA week. So I have not really been paying attention to a lot of things just besides just <laughs> relaxing and taking kids places and going places. And I went to Bedote with my son for a school nice. trip and then it hail and it was cool, but like it hail. <laughs> and when you got a bunch of fifth graders, they just go crazy when they see hail. Oh, so. oh yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's, that's been my week. I mean, today doesn't feel like a Sunday, but I'm glad because I know the next couple of weeks will be really, really, really crazy. So for sure. Oh, that's cool. How about you, Bridget? What'd you been up to? Uh, work. Um, it it has been kind of nice that uh haven't really had to deal with traffic the last few days because most people are were out of town but yeah just the usual monday through friday grind for me getting some stuff done at home this weekend and nothing exciting as always nothing too exciting on this podcast um but we will um we will go over. We, we have two games to go over. We have to go over the game between the Loons and the uh, Philadelphia. And then, of course, yesterday's game that was uh, more fresher in our heads and minds, which was um, the LAFC versus, uh, well, it was, basically, it was Adrian Heath versus Raheem Edwards, pretty much is what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really interesting. Um, so. So yeah, so that's one of the things that we'll uh, that we'll go over to. So let's just quickly get into it. Um, let's talk about this uh, Philly game because we we kind of have to because if we don't talk about it, it would never happen. So and as we <laughs> and all this know, this is the one that should have happened, right? And this is the, if, if all if all the other things, if you are a, a Bally, uh, was it Bally Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they keep announcing week games from like previous weeks coming up this week. That's that's a great job, great job. I feel for all those all those uh, people who get the Alt F10 uh, or Alt 10 <laughs> um, banner every time they try to watch a Loons game. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. But this day did happen, and there was a result. So um, as the lineups as respected for that day. Um, you know, this is probably one of the few times we had, like, if not close to it, you know, like people keep saying that we don't have uh, our, our four horsemen strikers or four horsemen attack team hasn't have that much time together. And it's usually Lud having to have time off. So it's between Lud and Finley, which I, I still consider yeah. Finley worth, worthy of an attacker. So we had Unu up top, Reynoso, Fragapani on the left, Finley. We had Dotson in the middle. But we also had the return of Will Trapp, and how much did we miss Will Trapp oh, over man. his? He was great. 
he's good to have him back. We have Metanier, we have Boxo, Debassi, Gasper, and of course, um, Tyler Miller. Um, the um, Philadelphia Union, of course, you know, Andrew Blake. Um, they had Jack Elliott, Wagner, Glesnes, Martinez, Flats. It's just, and of course, Bedoya. Bedoya is always fun to watch because he likes to start. Yes. He likes to start crap with anybody. <laughs> so like between between Bedoya and uh, Gazdag, who yeah, Baxi was Baxi was having some fun with both of those guys. So, yeah. Um, Whenever yeah, Boxy's having fun, it's entertaining. It's, a, it's an entertaining game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but from the get-go, like, I mean, like, from the get-go of this game, everyone knew what needed to happen in the aspect mm-hmm. of Minnesota United, which is, you know, they need, if you want to stop them, you got to be able to contain Reynoso. And early in this game, <laughs> this, this, he just kept getting hacked and hacked and hacked. And um, I, I, you know, it, it sort of worked for in the NBA with, uh, with Shaq, right? You know, put Shaq on the foul <laughs> line and hack him. But uh, with Reynoso, I don't know. Uh, how feasible of that um, of that is. I think uh, if anything, what works best is what um, LAFC did, right? It's just press them. Yeah. With, you know, just trap them in a sense. Uh, and hopefully he doesn't have enough time to find an outlet to get the ball to someone, right? But this team, um, I re- from what I remember from this game, you know, uh, five minutes into into the game, um um uh, and Baizo got a got a got a got a yellow card for um for sh- running and shoving i believe reynoso while he was yep. down yeah. <laughs> i had no idea what that was about but he must have not liked what he did or he thought he might have tried to swung at his head or something like that i have no idea but... yeah i mean uh, from what i remember like he was going he was going at ray like everybody does uh ray goes down kind of like on the sideline and Baisel just comes back and as soon as Ray stands up shoves him again and I looking at match center I like how they just put it in as other reason um not exactly dissent not exactly unsportsmanlike uh just kind of a random unnecessary shove uh and Reynoso just got up and laughed like okay Right. Let's yeah. Go. I mean, he could have milked it, you know, and just rolled it on the ground like like I was expecting it to happen. But the fact that right. he got up and there was a yellow out of it, that was that was it. But that was kind of like the game that was going to be whenever you play it Philly. It set the tone very early. Yep. Whenever you play Philly, it's either it's 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 going to be physical and it's going to be chippy. I mean, um, just ask um, um, was it CCL, right? The Coca Calf uh, Champions League. Yeah. That was, that was the, those are all chippy games when they were in there. And um, so literally uh, we see a lot of combination passing. And one thing that we've been asking a lot is just a lot of, well, at least I've been asking, it's just a lot of uh, um, uh, vertical passing, like trying to, trying to beat the midfield uh, with like one long pass into the box or into someone who's at 18 and then just have them quickly work. Cause it's beautiful yep. to see when the new and Fragapane and Reynoso can click and pass the ball to each other. It's like having loot out there when he's not out there. Uh, and that's always great to, great to have on. And then um, in one of those uh, famous attacks that we had, uh, I believe um, the loons were also pressing very well at the same time, trying to get the ball back. It was in one of those presses out of the, um, out of the Philadelphia's uh, goal line, pretty much uh, chase, 
Gasper steps up and he flexes the ball. Like goes directly to Reynoso. And as soon as the ball is going to Reynoso, uh, Fragapane is making a, a diagonal run. And what was great for me is that Ray saw that and was able to place it right into Fragapane's path. And then Anu is making another run. And then Fragapane makes uh, a very soft touch pass that it goes over the foot of one of the Philadelphia defenders and catches Unu as he's running in stride and he strikes it right in probably the hardest place to score. Uh, specifically when you're running at a, at a goalkeeper, uh, he sneaks it right under the goalkeeper going um, far post, um, no close post to him. And that, that was a beautiful game. I mean, that was a beautiful goal. I mean, that was just exactly what you wanted to see is exactly what I've been asking to, to see more of is just, um, uh, you know, passes to open space. I, I seem to be on a new apolo- uh, new apologist for some reason, and all <laughs> social media. Like, people want instant gratification, and people forget that we wanted instant gratification with Lud, and it wasn't until he finally was able to put on the right position that he blossomed, right? And um, exactly. was currently our leading scorer with like I think eight goals at the moment. So, so I mean, that's that's one of those things. And I think uh, with the new, he needs to he, he finds his spaces. Um, not always easy, accurate when he's shooting and he's not, um, and, and that's something that he needs to work on, but he's getting to those spaces and creating opportunities. It's just that it's taken this long. And I think this is the first thing. This is one of the four or five games that they've finally gotten together as an attacking foursome. Um, and, and Fragapane, I, I, I give credit to Fragapane because he is the one that's been understanding that where Unu wants the ball, where he's getting to, and he's getting the ball to him. And I think that makes it a lot easier uh, when Anu doesn't have to feel as frustrated when he's trying to make a run and no one sees it, right? Exactly. Same with Finley. I hope I hope they see the same thing with Finley because Finley's doing the same kind of work, trying to beat the defenders, trying to split them, just need someone to play him that ball. And um, as, as interesting as it's been this season, right, with, with uh, what kind of offense shows up, it's always nice that towards the end of the season – they're beginning to click. And so that's one of the things that, um, that, that was, that was it. But then, you know, we scored the 41st minute. We just described the goal. And then, and then, uh, gas literally, um, four minutes later scores as of, uh, assist from Jamiro Montero and Wagner. And, um, there we go. I mean, we've always been in that situation where it's, uh, where it's, a one, one, we give up a goal, Sometimes easily, sometimes usually 10 minutes after a goal is exactly where we need to find our, our foot, our footing to see if we can contain the pressure. And it was just one of those, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad. I mean, that was, that was a, that was a good goal. So it's just, I'm not really mad in that aspect of it, but it's just that um, it seems to always be that our midfield and our, and our defense do not communicate enough as to who's exactly. got what. And, and, and at the stage of this, of the season now, that's something that, you know, that, that should be innate in a sense, right. You should know where yep. it needs to be. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, even with that said, it was, it was significantly better than it had been the previous few games where that, that completely would just fall apart. Um, and especially once your opponent gets, a couple chances. Uh, that's where we've seen issues come up. And it wasn't the case in this game. They, I mean, 
after that goal, they were quick to attempt um, to get an answering goal uh, before going into halftime. They only had a minute or two to do that, but um, it definitely, it set the tone for the game. It didn't suck the air out of them like those goals usually do. And we'll talk about that with LA, but um, no, it was good to see all those little pieces that they've, they've had moments of the last month or two, uh, but we haven't really seen them come together. Uh, and that first goal was one of those things that we've seen them trying to do so many times. Um, and somebody just isn't quite in the right position uh, or doesn't um, doesn't have the same idea as everyone else. So I was watching that goal come together. I was fully expecting it to just, you know, be totally missed. Uh, someone not following up on the ball, but they did it. They made it work. Um, Philly answered, but uh, it didn't. It didn't change the tone for the loons at all. Yeah, and literally almost ten minutes later, after a set piece. Um, Tyler Miller, who's usually pretty consistent, um, but we know that when balls are coming up in the air, he seems to have um, the most time, most struggle. He goes and tries to punch this ball and just awkwardly does not hit it directly. And so he hits it and nicks it, and so the ball keeps on spinning to the back post. After We've had, uh, I think, after a boxer went for it and missed, and then and then right on that back back post, as it's coming right to him, Gastek again just heads it in. Nobody else is there to the second post to help defend. Unu raises his hand thinking it's offsides. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it is not. And here we are at the 54th minute. We're down 2-1 at home. And the only thing that the loons at that point had it going for them as the fact that Philadelphia did not have a red card. <laughs> it would have been all over. It was, it was close, but <laughs> it was rough to watch. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the 60, 61st minute, we have a substitution. Do you remember who that is? That was lewd coming in. Yep. For Finley. And then uh, literally this is like, the play that all um, MLS pundits and MLS folk were talking about literally four minutes after or three minutes. I don't know. It was, was it like two minutes? I don't know. In the 63rd minute, there's uh, um, Reynoso. One of the Philly defenders just has a misfoot, you know, like, you know, uh, or can't, can't, can't hold on to the ball. It just falls to the ground and the ball is still there. And Reynoso just happens to be real close pressing because they were pressing. And that's the one thing about this game is the Loons pressed all the time. Yes. And they hadn't done that in a very long time. And then in the, one of those changes, he, um, you know, where that happens. And then Reynoso takes the ball, feels the pressure coming in from the other center back coming in, turns his body, gets hit a little bit, and then just back heels the ball to a running Robin Ludd, who then yeah. just totally posterizes Andrew Blake. And gosh, with us, that was just that was beautiful to watch. And um I, I kept on saying that you know the um the groundskeep the groundskeeping crew at Allianz <laughs> deserves a second assist for that because don't know what they did on that side of the field, but 
But that that was the reason that now it was a, it was a tag game, and with a tag game, you know, momentum switches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and literally, um, the loons were just pushing and pressing and getting the ball back and creating opportunities. And in the sixty seventh minute, Fragapane scores, and I think that was uh, that was just a great seal of of of. Uh, taking advantage of actually finishing right because that's one of the things we yeah. have struggled with is finishing but you know that was great i mean those two those two goals back to back probably just was a total morale changer for for this for this game and for the upcoming game as well too and then um you know the the philly makes substitutions mcglynn comes in um Ozzy alonzo comes in a 74th for a new and then what everyone else talks about is Mittenier's red card, the 77th minute, right? Um, there's a foul, right? Uh, Mittenier reaches for the ball and holds on to the ball. Um, I forget who is the player that goes and, and tries to grab the ball from him and yanks it from him. He doesn't like it. And then he literally just like does a chest pass to his face. <laughs> and then the player, Philadelphia player, just falls like a like an Argentinian forward and rolls into the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things. Full rotation on the way to yeah, the yeah, right. <laughs> and um, and so that's uh, that's pretty much when we were thinking. But we all knew from the previous game that that he was hot. Yeah, was angry. I don't know what he's angry about, but someone needs to, someone needs to like have a conversation with Metinier yeah. or making well, sure that he's talking to someone that that never yeah, seen the man that angry. No, I I think the dude just needs a break, and it was. Pretty, Good time for him to, to take a suspension and just have a have a weekend off. Um, after all of his international travel, he had many more miles on than than say Robin Lude, who was still exhausted playing, you know, the same way um, internationally. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not taking anyone's shit, and he is he is freely dishing it back. Uh, which is not something we've typically seen from him. He's usually the kind of like boxy, you know, quietly stand up for yourself, make it known and, and move on. Uh, so, I mean, the red, the red card was coming. I think uh, he was warned a few times through the game. Right. I, I mean, the, the, the throw alone wasn't really enough for a red, uh, especially compared to some of the other red cards and yellow cards that we have seen recently. Um, but yeah, he'd been, he'd been warned a few times there. Was, he was pretty heated early on, like the, the yellow card in the third minute to Philly or the fifth minute. Um, those guys were all a little heated from that moment on. So uh, stupid, stupid foul, stupid mistake. Um, but I mean, he got a weekend off. Hopefully he can come back in, uh, kind of mentally reset. Right. Because it's important. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, um, Wagner got a, a, a yellow card in 78. Ray also got a, a yellow card in the 83rd. And then the Loons end up taking a, a big home win, much needed three points in a very tight race. Um, but what I did. Because I, I did my research and I thought, you know, because Reynoso had his fifth um, fifth yellow that we would not see him against LAFC. And that made me, you know, really dangerous. Also, besides Brian Rodriguez against Chase Gasper, that's just 
something that was just not going to make me make me feel too confident. But then, I, and then I, I I I learned this. There's a rule in like the MLS playbook and regarding yellow cards. Like if you haven't gotten yellow cards between five games, it's like a free 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 pass of one. And so he had like almost like so so whatever yeah. whatever the numbers of yellow cards. Is that's like, yeah. Basically, your your tally resets for good behavior. Um, and with with the schedule being so tight, it's it's really easy to lose track of. You know, they all kind of blend together, and you think, "Oh crap, he's got he's got five now. He's out." Um, really easy to lose track of. You know, the games where they they don't have those, um, and where that rule comes into play. Uh, we've really only seen it, I think, Gasper that came up a couple times in 2020 and probably 2019 as well. Right where he was getting a yellow of nearly every game, but, but then he went a few weeks um, without, without getting one. one and then it reset by one playoffs. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's strange rule comes in handy towards the end of the season. Came in um, handy here. When, that when, much. Tempers, when tempers are going those last few games. Uh, yeah. So luckily um, he was still available and, and I mean, he's, his yellows were not, uh great great decisions from him either um but i i think that i think the win kind of reset that mentality a little bit yeah i mean it's one of those things i mean that win was 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 great for them to get at home and and you know the i think more importantly was just the the offense that we saw within those 10 minutes between one goal and the other that's we've seen it before but we just don't finish it yeah. and so that was that was great to be able to just be able to see and 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 the loons headed into a position where like um they were close to to to, to six you know sixth and seventh uh with a crucial game against lafc and and that was pretty much the game that um everyone yesterday you know I had tickets, but then I was like thinking about, um, and then it's, it's MEA and I totally forgot about it. So, so I ended up selling my tickets and I was actually surprised they sold, but, um, but regardless, it was, it was a game that everyone wanted to be at. And I think one of the things or watch is is just that, um, that this was a game that was going to be uh, a scrappy game where you had uh, Latif Blessing they have um, Brian Rodriguez, of course. They have um, they have Chicho Arango, the Colombian forward, who's just you know scoring just about every game. Uh, Isa's favorite LAFC player at the moment. Um, Kim was, was 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 playing as well. I think Duke also made it. Um, uh, made made an appearance. I mean, it was just you know it's it's a team that that can be scary uh and it's a team also that wasn't playing without uh without um carlos vela and i think there was somebody else who was missing from that i think it's uh atuesta i think right yeah yes and so but regardless right i mean um arango has been scoring brian rodriguez is always dangerous 1v1 um and i think overall it's just um you know it's interesting to see but the thing too is this is the return game this is the first home 
this is the first the return game for uh Raheem Edwards yeah. coming back. And this game was a scrappy game. And <laughs> I can't, you know, what were your thoughts on the game? Um it was it was an interesting one to watch just because of uh how some of those players came together without without Vela, without Etuista. Um Mamo Rodriguez was always really fun to watch. Um I haven't had much of a chance to see Kim play, so I did enjoy that. He's uh, he's a fun, creative one to watch as well. Um, but yeah, definitely scrappy right from the beginning. Um, Edwards was was in it quite a bit. Uh, There's a bit of trash talking going on uh, with Miller being uh, that's where we got him from. Um, yeah, Chicho's just insane yeah no i mean and we in our formation was uh the typical four two three one and of course this is where um you know all all our all our attacking strength was at you know we had Unua top reynoso in the middle pragapani on the left uh robin lud on the right um will trap ozzy alonzo chase gasper and um dotson was playing right back which he hadn't played in i i don't know a year or so uh, maybe yeah it, i think i read the last time was playoffs last year which sounds about right yeah right and so we you know it was it was a very scrappy game and um i think one of the things that that was it that bob bradley does very well is he makes his midfield press and his forwards press and to be able and, to just and he makes he makes those changes on the fly too. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as he sees something's not working, he calls a couple guys over and says, "Here's what we're going to switch," and they do it, and they continue doing that through the whole game. Um, we had Loons ended up with I think 70% possession full time across 90 minutes. Uh, first half it was like 65, um, and we hardly saw LA in. <laughs> in the Loon's final third um, through that first half. Not a, not a single shot allowed, let alone one on goal. Um, so it was, uh, it was interesting to see them make those changes, making the most of what they had of the ball uh, and adjusting to, to Minnesota's press. Right. Um, I, mean, I think that was... One of the things too is that um, the loons were doing well with the with the pressure, dealing well yes. with the pressure and finding the outlet, and which you know, and they were hungry to score a goal, which meant a lot of people, the Dotson was pushing up, and that meant that you know we were taking gambles with uh, Will Trap uh, staying a little bit more back and Ozzy going up forward more, um, and then it was in you know one of those one of those um, those counters in which. Chicho Arango got the ball and Will Trap is running back and the boss is on his back foot running back and doesn't have a good angle. It's literally going to be a one v one situation and Will Trap sprints back and clips the heel of, of, of Arango and all knowing the professional yellow card stops the um, stops the run of play. It's literally right outside the the eighteen yard box and they set it up. And it's a, a ball that's hit, but not hit extremely strong. 
And as it dips, Tyler Miller goes down to grab it and it just slips right through his hands. And that's probably one of the most embarrassing goals he's had let in for a while. I mean, they they need to work on the like the hockey style of dropping down and, and like closing your knees uh, as you reach out and grab something below you. Um, we've seen him make those catches before plenty of times, but it just slips out from under his gloves and, and his his feet are separated and the ball just just slips right between them. But yeah, it I mean it was a beautiful shot. Uh, which is easy to say when it goes in. Obviously, if if Tyler caught it, it would have um, would have looked like a wasted free kick uh, going directly at him. Um, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that strong of a shot. There wasn't a whole lot of power behind it. So to see him drop that, um, what should have been an easy easy catch, uh, it really. I mean, the, the commentary crew, yeah, and just you know, it really just sucked the air out of the stadium and it sucked the air and the energy out of those guys. Um, Tyler was super disappointed, obviously. Uh, the other guys just didn't understand um, how right. it happened. Uh, and there was a lot of frustration there. So that, yeah. unlike, unlike when Philly scored and it just lit a fire, um, they get this one in and the loons kind of responded flat for a bit after that yeah it was a it was a momentum killer regardless of what they thought you know because and specifically because will trap was behind the wall and mm -hmm. so he saw it happen and i think there's a replay where like you see it happy and then he just throws his hands up in the air like what the <laughs> Uh -huh. Like I just I just I just gave up a yellow card so you can do ahead and do that. <laughs> so you so. can do that. Yep. I was like, so yeah. like yeah, lots of frustration, lots of um literally their only shot yep. on goal. <laughs> only shot at all of the night. Um uh, yeah, just bizarre. And then you know the loons just were just flat. Like there was no energy moving forward after that. And LA Galaxy, I mean, sorry, LA uh, LAFC um, took advantage of that. You know, they started passing the ball, try to get more possession, and just waste time. And then, in um, was this at the forty-first minute, right? Um, when there was that collision between the ref, Kim, and Ozzy, it was literally like a like a WWE takedown in some sort yes, of sense. Yep. Right? It's like, I'm going to trip yeah, him between was, the legs and you just take him on. So It was um, just after they had announced the added time. So it was a, well, a couple minutes in the added time, I think. Uh, and it took a, another good five minutes for them to, to get up. But uh, yeah, really, I'm shocked that it wasn't worse for all three of those guys. Um, so it was Ozzy, uh, the ref, Sabiga, and Kim was the other player. And Kim took a, a big hit to the face there. He was down for quite a while. Uh, Sabiga ended up getting stitches during halftime. Um, Ozzy yeah. was able to jump back up, but he's he's lucky he was able to kind of roll away because otherwise Sabiga was going to land right on top of him. And, right, right. Uh, and I think... Um... From the contact, Kim's Kim's uh, cleat also hit him in the head a little yep. bit. 
but it was just one of those weird things that you've never never really yeah, truly see not... like I mean, occasionally you see, you see a ref and, and one player, they turn around and, and bump into each other like that, but not that hard. Uh, not not two players and the ref. And to see, to see all of them drop down, it reminded me of in college, one of uh, when I, I was like equipment manager for the team, one of the um, goal celebrations was the grenade. You know, the scorer would would fake a throw into a group of a group of girls on the sideline and everyone had hit the ground. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that uh, three guys just dropping into the ground and in different spots. Um, all three getting, getting medical attention right away. Uh, yeah. Shocked. Shocked. They didn't need to be carried. At least one of them didn't need to be well, carried. Well, well, at least uh, Kim Moonhan um, ended up having to be substituted out because of the collation and the stitches and all the yep. other stuff. And I think Blackburn came in around the 46th minute. Yep. And that w- literally was like the end of the first half, a very yep. disappointing first half for um, Minnesota United because they were the ones creating the opportunities and yeah. the chances. And that's one of the things that we, we, we were, there were lots of opportunities. Like they, I, they were doing all the work and LA got the goal. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I know people are frustrated with the new, but this wasn't his best finishing game at all. And he had plenty of opportunities and, and not able to put one away. I think that was what um, was more frustrating. Um, but again, LAFC also did things in the first half that we've seen other teams try to do with Minnesota, but they've been more successful. And this is just pressuring Reynoso into trouble and dispossessing players in, in, in the, in their own half. And so that's, you know that that is also keeping that pressure and and Minnesota trying to trying to find uh, an outlet out of that pressure. Um, well, let's bring it back. Second half starts. Uh, Gasper gets a foul at the 56 minute, um, which I want to say it's like semi professional because um, I forget who it was. I think it was Arango who was just breaking loose after he misplayed a ball. And just yeah. touch it into space instead of controlling it. And Arango was just taking off. And he knew that Arango was going to try to beat someone. So he just kind of just clipped him. And that was it. And unfortunately, that means that Chase Gasper will be out next game. Because I think that's uh, his fifth accumulated yep. yellow card. So um, What I find interesting about this one is that he tends to do that after... Um... <laughs> I really don't want to dig into the stats on this, but I probably will. Uh, he tends to, um, when he gives up a play like that, like uh, losing control of the ball there and, and making it an easy turnover, uh, he tends to try to redeem himself with those plays. Okay, I'll go clip this guy. Um, I'll get it back. Uh, I'll take the guy down in response. Um, and then he gets the yellow. And I feel like that has been every single one of his yellow cards this season uh, comes on a moment like that. Um, so much much like Metin there needing to control his temp- temper, I think he's still kind of learning how to right. you know, how to redeem himself in those situations, how mm-hmm. to stand up for himself without, you know, pulling a yellow card from right. the deal. And LAFC also did something that I didn't expect him to do, which was to switch Brian Rodriguez to attack uh, Dotson. Yep. 
Yeah. When knowingly it will be much. I mean, in our heads, it was like we want them to attack Gasper, but. Yep. And Dotson did a decent job keeping him at bay for most of the time. But this is, you know, Brian Rodriguez. Once you get the breakaway, it's it's kind of hard to to stop him. But I, I thought Dotson did a decent job, and we know that he can do a decent job in that position, and specifically because he's the he has the, he has a much better ability um, to be to be part of the offense. And I think he had a decent game. I think there were uh, opportunities where he pushed up too far, but that's just the way this team does now. Yep. We either are pushing up our, our eights and our sixes, or we're, we're sending our, our, our left back and our right back way up there in order to create offense that we sorely need. Um, he communicates better, though. Yeah, uh, I think he does. You're right. Yeah, and I mean, well, well, everyone was down at the end of the first half receiving treatment. Uh, camera did pan over at one point, and we see Dotson and Lude you know, talking about their positioning and and kind of motioning, discussing those overlapping runs and and when when Dotson should go forward, when he should drop back, when Lude should drop back or uh, make those runs. So they're they're really trying to make that that right side work because they know, um, especially with you know, this was before they they switched to to go after Dotson, but. Um, he communicates a lot better in that role. They make it work. It's not his best role. I think he played it better than he played the six for Ozzy, um, just because of that communication aspect. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I do not mind him in that position at all. No, I don't. I don't mind him in that position. I just don't think he's best at that position. But yeah, it's I mean, definitely when... not. It's not his spot. He makes it. He, he makes, makes it work. anywhere work. But and that's yeah. what that's what's great about Dotson is is uh, yep. is able to be able to play so many roles in, on this team. And I think um, we saw a lot of those uh, Dotson through balls to good or these attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's always you know I like to see players trying to do stuff like that. And one player that's been doing that a lot these last couple of games has been um, Pragapane and. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, I know salaries were released. Was it last week or a couple of days ago? Um, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's up, up in arms on, on Onu, um and how he's, you know, worth a lot of money. And it's like, unless, and my reality is that the only time Minnesota has actually thrown money at a player has been Reynoso, and that's worked out. So yeah. we've never really tried to throw five, six, seven million dollars at a forward. Um, and more than likely, we won't. Because uh, we seem to be content with with the way that things are, are going to be, but Fragapane, dear lord, that's 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 uh, return on investment whatsoever. Yes. And <laughs> if and um, don't know why he's not the toxin um, newcomer of the year, but dear lord, his um, he he had, he had a slow build though. He so did. I, I think that took him out of the conversation, but. But yeah, the the last few weeks, especially, I think he's he's showing what he's worth. Um, it, as far as strikers go, you either look like a genius or uh, the exact opposite when you're when you're spending money on on a striker. It's either gonna work or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he ca- he came in late, like we've we've said on Twitter a few times uh, since that came out. It. Hopefully it's going to be a, a Robin Lude situation. 
he came in late doesn't really look that great right um even when he was you know slotted into his correct position he still didn't look that great uh but then he got an off season with the guys got a full preseason with the guys and things turned around and hopefully it'll be like that with Unu as well yeah and i think and I think Fragapane needs. That I think too. yeah, I think Fragapane is now hitting the stride and his connection with um, not only Lude but Onu. Um, he's one of the few attacking players who's willing to play balls into space, and it's kind of rubbed off on um, on Chase as well too. This is Chase's game where like he, I saw him passing balls into open space, some to Fragapane, some to other folks, and 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 I want to see more of that because I think that's one of the key things that we that we need to work on is just be able to move those defenders by knowing that we can do that. Um, Ray's beginning to pay more attention to that, which I'm thankful for yeah. because I think he should. He should be the one initiating those. But knowing that Fragapane is, is, on, is, is on point to seeing that open space, he's going to put the ball, someone's going to run to it, is, is, is rewarding in a sense. And I think, you know, his work in this game as well too uh, – was 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 decent and i think um which then takes us into like literally a breakaway play uh and um reynoso takes the ball and he's just running and dribbling i think he dribbled to one or two folks and he's going going straight to the goal and literally murillo like takes like a freaking golf swing or like a baseball bat swing with his leg it totally misses like Reynoso because the ball was already it just hits him in his hands and just sends him flying out of all the other situations in which Reynoso has gotten a yellow card for simulation right for pretending to be Kurt or like that's the one time I would have been like you went flying you lay on the ground for as long as you you stay down down, right (laughs) but he got right back up and I was like, it's like, we're not thinking about this, you know? And, um, and he set it up. And I, I always, I, I'm always amused when an op- opposing team, a uh, defending team, uh, when they're setting up the wall, also sets someone laying down. Like, yeah, I, I, I get that's trendy. I, I get that. But the guy, I have it, questions like, what great, happens if the engagement, but yeah, <laughs> but like, I, I never see it being extremely well, um, well uh comes out i mean i have questions as to like what if i hit the hit the player in the head right if i keep right. it low what if i what if i hit the hit the ball and it hits him in the hands is that a pk if it's in the box i mean there's so many different questions and scenarios but ray um took the took the shot very well bend the ball um who's your goalkeeper is that um the lafc goalkeeper i'm trying to think of the lafc goalkeeper uh... Blackman. Yes. Blackman deflects it. Uh, not a very good deflection. He deflects it back into the box and I don't know where. Half a volley. Knee over over knee over the ball. Ozzy yeah. Alonso just hits a screamer. And literally, we were watching a game in my in our room, and me and Nubia just literally just screamed for Ozzy. <laughs> Just because Aussie goals are literally the one of the Aussie and boxer goals or center back goals are the best goals to just go crazy on, and we did, and that was Truth. that was that was awesome. And then he went up to the stands to hug a friend, 
um, who was visiting. I think that was awesome because if I would have known that uh, back in Mayor's Cup, I would have asked all of you to come up and <laughs> hug me. But um, but that, I, I wasn't sure if that was something they could do. But that was great. That was actually uh, kind of a mistake. Um, Durkee had explained after the game, he his son, Ozzy's son had said, Dad, you're going to score today. Uh, so he scores and he went running for, for the stands looking for his son. His son was not in his seats, um, but his, his friend visiting from Cuba was. Uh, so he got a hug with him at least. But um, yeah, he, his son is never going to live that down, not being in the stands when dad's looking for him after scoring a goal. Yeah, uh, that was that was great. I mean, it was. Yeah, definitely. he's been playing great as of lately. And um, and a great way to reward his effort. And he was, you know, connecting balls here and there. Will Trap had a great game as well, too. And, yes. and um, and then there it was, you know, I mean, that ended up being our our our, our final. It was a one one tie. Uh, kind of disappointing for. Uh, Minnesota United because they they needed the points. Like if you look at yes. the table, they needed the points, but they also were the team that was mostly uh, attacking and having the opportunities and just weren't able to finish. Right. I, I mean, mean it, it wasn't for lack of effort. Like no, it was not. Um, all those shots, just not able to finish them. Uh, I mean, that goal by Ozzy reminded me of his opener. At Which is one of my favorite goals at Allianz yes. ever. Yep. So it was cool to see him make that comeback because, I mean, the last year we've been talking about, you know, he might not be that guy anymore. He's not going to keep being that guy. Uh, he's going to come off the bench. He'll, he'll get minutes in and uh, maybe not be that kind of contributor. But here he, he shows exactly what he's got. And um, great goal. It really helped. Uh, I think it helped the mentality um, it did. of the loss. Obviously, it was it, it was disappointing for for both sides. I mean, all, all the guys were um, looked like they knew it was for both sides. It was a dropped two points rather than right. And then, I mean, if you if you look at the stats for that game, like we we had eighteen shots, mm-hmm. LAFC had six, yeah. we had seven shots on goal, they had four. Um, the one that really always I always look look at, you know, like um, we had 28 crosses <laughs> and in six by LAFC. And, you know, I get the crosses idea. Like, I understand that. I mean, I thought I thought um, Chase had a couple of crosses out of the 28 that were pretty decent. Right. And, and I think, um, you know, I don't subscribe to the crossing thing, but regardless, it's something that's going to be part of this. Yeah, it, it at least looked better than, was it like beginning of 2019 when Metinair was, was hitting like 12 crosses a game? Um, and you knew it, like the whole game, like, oh, there's another one. Here's there's, another cross. Here's, here's another, another one. one. But I mean, I didn't, I was kind of surprised to see 28 uh, looking at the stats because it, it didn't really feel like there were that no, many. No, no. Because then, they, it, they were actually like going somewhere and being yeah. aimed somebody right and i think these were like better this is a better crossing game i've seen in a yeah in a while i will say right if the cross wasn't a deflection for a corner 
Ola Costa went back out for uh, a throw in. You know, it was it, it was you know close enough to to cause danger. But just to kind of like pinpoint the amount of work that the Loons did and the aspect of creating opportunities, um, Minnesota United had five clearances. LAFC had thirty nine. So it's not like you were saying; it's not a lack of trying and not a lack of work. It's just it just wasn't wasn't there and um unfortunately this you know this one point uh just keeps us in the same place as we are um you know i think yesterday's um shall we say what was it yesterday's matches were, were really interesting um if you look for us uh kansas city defeated seattle and uh two to one and so like that that really puts on uh, on, a, on, a, on a scenario for the aspect because there's a controversy in that game and we're like Tim Ilya like body slam rolled on like literally like I mean when when you have a uh, world uh, renowned actor and uh, wrestler entertainment uh, quote the MLS file saying that is actually his patent move Dwayne The Rock Johnson um Calling that, I mean, that was, it was, you know, like, I, the ball should, was like 20 feet away. So, <laughs> and he only got a yell out of that. And I'm, and I'm hoping that the review committee thinks yeah. quickly over this week uh-huh. and hands out a much harder pressure punishing. I, I, I think there should be a game suspension, even though Roldan was impeding. It doesn't, doesn't call for you to go ahead and body slam someone right. like that. Right, and look at the other cards that have been given out in the last week. Exactly. Uh, Matt Nair throwing a chest pass um, is a red. And this Emilia's body slam is a, eh, we'll give him a yellow, whatever. Um, yeah, that, I, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it would help us that not, not having to play um, um, Timilia. Against right. Kansas City, if it, if the suspension goes that way, or if it goes any changes, it would be welcome sight um, for a lot of, of Loom fans. But it's that it's not an easy uh, position to be for the Loons at the moment, right? They currently stand in sixth place um, with forty five points. Uh, LA Galaxy stands in forty six. Portland's is also at forty six with fourth. Colorado, who ended up losing, but Colorado, Kansas City, and Seattle, they all clinch. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, Vancouver is with 44, and uh, Salt Lake, 42, and LAFC, 41. So this week, it's going to come down. I honestly think it's going to come down to decision day. (laughs) Yep. And we've been there before, and um, hopefully this will be a decision that we all uh, approve of. So. Can we can we hit some breaking news real quick? Sure, go ahead. Uh, Megan Rapino has signed the mural at Blackheart. What? <laughs> She's already here. Wow. Yeah, they they flew in. Uh, oh, that's right, because Carly Lloyd was Friday. in the program. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they've been they've been training up at NSC, and I know they were training this morning. They posted a couple of pictures, but Blackheart has just posted a video um, of Pino signing the mural hanging out so oh, wow well so- you know um 
Westerdine can now can now can now be happy for the rest of his life. He has nothing else yes. to complain about. <laughs> Specifically, not about an any one blizzard that he did not experience. <laughs> Yet keeps on bringing it up. I I'm gonna risk going to the bar one of these days just to go in and say, "Hey, West, I ever told you about this blizzard in '91?" <laughs> No, I, I posted something a lot on my Instagram and one of my friends, my my childhood friends, who was also um first generation immigrant, he's like, that was our first winter here. It's like, and we thought that that's what all the winter was gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> and they were terrified. And I was like, I was like, wait, don't you remember all the candy we got? It's like, oh, the candy was the greatest thing, but <laughs> like you know, immigrant kids didn't have gloves, so we had yeah. Oven mitts walking around to make sure our feet did our hands didn't get cold holding holding bags. I remember like literally that, we had like a the, system. Did that make like every other winter easier though? Like with with that being <laughs> one of your early ones. Um to set that bar high and the rest of them are, are you know, easy. it still makes me hate the oppressive whiteness that comes <laughs> from the sky. So did it did it um did it prepare me for future snow? Yes. Did it make me like it less? <laughs> yes. I, I I hated it because I was the one who had to help out shovel my dad's uh, station oh, wagon. Yeah. And back oh, in those days, yep. back in those days, you're the one, you know, the, the, you know, those were the days where like you could still hook up your car to an electrical post to keep the battery. Yeah. Right. And so like, I remember my whole neighborhood, like, great. I didn't go to school. That was awesome. But that doesn't mean I didn't have chores to do or stuff to do, right? right? I mean, I don't talk about the 91 blizzard unless someone brings it up. So, Wes, stop bringing it up. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I think it's time for a break. I need to uh, refuel my uh, and refocus my hatred towards uh, people talking about the 91 blizzard. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. We'll be talking a little bit about international news and just about anything else that kind of pops in our minds, soccer related. We already kind of talked about how tight it is in the Western Conference for um for Minnesota United and their uh, upcoming trip against Vancouver is going to be crucial for them to be able to keep at least in the playoff hunt. So hopefully we'll find out what it is, but the from Vancouver scares me. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that the way the team is playing, they can put a positive result and by positive, I mean points, even if it's one, you know, it could, keep us in sixth and keep anyone else at bay. Um, and hopefully that will be, but we do have a watch. Um, it's a, it's a watch that of course, uh, Eric should know mostly about. Uh, so the loons are looking at Rafael Navarro, who actually plays for Botafogo, which Botafogo got relegated. I believe, I think we talked about it. Oh, geez. 
last cycle of uh, Brazil um, league news, they got relegated. Um, and so, um, so this is an interesting because his youth career started in 2017 in Fluminense and then uh, 1819, uh, he was at Atletico Goiniense. And this is a year that, um, you know, he's been with Botafogo yet. And um, so far, he has six appearances, you know, not much of, a, of, of, of goals in the aspect of it. But, um, but overall, I think, you know, the fact that we're actually talking about watches this early in October is so not Minnesota United. Like we're lucky to hear anything until like Christmas. And then like, if that, yeah. And then we're, and then we're like, yeah, so this is interesting. Hopefully it's good. Um, And hopefully it's not, I mean, we'll see, but in other news as well too, um, this is USL two news. Um, the United United Soccer League USL today announced that St. Croix SC as the latest club to join USL League Two. The club will compete in the Heartland Division beginning in 2022 and become the second League Two team out of Minnesota. Who is the number one? Who's the first team in that league? It is Minneapolis City. So the Crows will have company. I was totally surprised that it was going to be St. Croix SC. So didn't see that one coming. But I also didn't see um, um, Coleman's brother being the director of JOTP on the other side. Did you hear about that one? I saw that this morning. (laughs) I was like, I didn't see that one coming either. So that's... uh, that's the interesting soccer world we live in Minnesota. So hopefully uh, I'm really more interested in what, what, um, what uh, Brent will do in a sense for JOTP and all the other stuff that's on that in, the, in that, in that area and the Salvo area. We'll yeah. see what, what happens with that. But um, let's see the women go for just keep on being just awesome. I'm trying to I literally want to get out to a game, but it's just every time there's a game, there's always another commitment that I want to. So my goal for next season is for me just to buy tickets. So then that way it becomes a, a commitment before I look at other things that happen. Uh, on the 17th, um, the beat Northwestern won nothing. And on the 21st, the last to Iowa won nothing. So they're um, currently, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. They're in eighth place in the Big Ten. And um, with Nebraska coming up on um, October 24th. Uh, and if they win, they're in for the Big Ten tournament. So that's going to be uh, an important match to watch. If you can watch, um, um, or if it, I don't know if it's home, but if it is home, it'd be awesome to to go ahead and, 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 and take over that. So uh, let's look at just some other news. Um, we'll do a little... Uh, we talked a little bit about this is the MLS uh, Saturday roundup. There's more games happening today. The Sporting KC's beat Seattle two to one. And we talked about the implementations of the controversy in the game and how it could benefit or not benefit the Loons in their last home game. Uh, Red Bulls beat Columbus two one. Pretty much Columbus has very hard for them to even think about playoffs if they're not already eliminated. Um mm-hmm. 
but uh unfortunately you know um but they did win a cup so um can't really fire them i guess right i mean (laughs) you can't fire someone when they win a cup i think that's one of those rules right you can't fire someone with a cup um i think columbus sits currently at 11th so they're the next to be eliminated there's lots of things need to happen for um columbus to be able to look into getting into the postseason um philly oh dc united got routed by uh nycfc gosh that's horrible um um philly beat nashville one nothing toronto tied with montreal one one which is an important game but did you okay i'll save this for our, our closing thing there was something a toronto player by name of cyrus and some very interesting things at the at the end um chicago beat real Salt lake which helps us don't yeah. know how Chicago is doing that. Into Miami beat Cincinnati 5-1. Colorado beat Portland 2-0. Galaxy tied 2-2 with FC Dallas. And San Jose and Vancouver tied 1-1. Uh, and so, as we said before, right, we currently sit in sixth place. Vancouver sits in seventh. Um, and with with an upcoming match, it's just going to be you know, a Halloween bowl, I guess that's what it's going to be called the Halloween bowl. Um, let's see if we go into more information. Let's see. We're looking at, um, is it championship and group a, uh, club broke last to Man city five to one PSG defeated RB lies big three, two, Atletico Madrid lost two to three to Liverpool. Did you watch that game? I did not. Okay. Because I know Liverpool was currently playing too right now before we started recording, so I don't know what that what <laughs> end of that match was too. FC Porto. Um, o- Oli might not have a job at the end of the day. Are you serious? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Sikta's last one to four to Sporting CP. Ajax defeated Dortmund for nothing. Enter 3-1 to FC Sheriff. Ah, shot the Sheriff. Apparently they shot him three times because they could, <laughs> couldn't put that in. Shakhtar uh, lost 5 nothing to Real Madrid. I think, was it today? Was it, or was it today, Sunday, or Saturday that was the, the reemergence of a classic between Real Madrid and Barcelona, I think? Uh, I want to say that was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Okay. Yeah, that's some... That's uh, still something that I don't comprehend. I don't watch La Liga anymore. I never really did to begin with, but there it is, right? Um, in Group E, Barcelona defeated Dynamo. Benfica lost 4 nothing to Mun- Bayern Munich. Uh, Man U, 3-2 over Atalanta. Young Boys lost 4-1 against Villarreal. Salzburg, 3-1 over Wolfsburg. Um Lille and Sevilla tied 0-0. Chelsea and um, beat Malmo, which I was really sad about this because, like, there's a Peruvian player that's playing for Malmo. And, like, I want to be able to see. He seems to be getting good minutes, so we'll see. But they lost more nothing. Um, let's turn our eyes and ears to the AFC uh, championships, right? Um it's the Ulsan Hyundai versus the Pohang Steelers. And it actually, you know, ended up going to PKs, right? Um, and ended up 
uh, I believe the Pohon Steelers ended up winning 5-4. Uh, and so that just, I don't know. Going to Peakies is always hard. Like yeah. watching the Como boys at the at the um, Mariscop at Allianz, that was just a heartbreaker. But I just hate PKs. Like I totally hate PKs for the it, life of it, me. It sucks to, to play that long and put in all that work, and then it comes down to a, a few 1v1s from the spot. Right. And if you have heard the rumors, it is true that FIFA wants the World Cup to happen every two years. And that's just the most insane thing I've heard in a long time. Because uh, they need more money. Apparently. <laughs> apparently, people need more money. Um, FIFA's broke, apparently. You know, they can't. You know, they were they were banking on the Super League, and the Super League wasn't banking on them. So, So that is just, you know... Um, in other news, Guillermo Barros Scaloto is a new head coach of the Paraguay men's national team. Really interesting move because Paraguay is currently in eighth place and um, has gotten 12 points from 12, 18 games and four points out of the qualifying spot. So it's really interesting. That should be really interesting. Um, I'm not really going to go over the EPL too much except for the fact that I want an update for Liverpool, but Newcastle somehow tied Crystal Palace with all the news and everything going around, what's going on with Newcastle and people asking me in all types of social media why I like Newcastle. Um, if you ever see me out and about and you recognize me, ask me then and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> but literally, like I said before, it's just, um, it, it is, it's really frustrating watching the team that you like a lot. Uh, literally, the only reason they they tied was because they took a they they took there was a foul in the box before a goal happened, and so they had to call that back. That was literally the only reason they tied. Like it was horrible. Um, yeah, how did how did you have any updates on Liverpool? Because I'm never playing this morning. Uh, yeah, so Liverpool is up five nothing um, on Man United. Paul Pogba has a red card um, for lunging Akita. <laughs> Um, the Liverpool fans are currently chanting Oli must stay and Oli's at the wheel uh, because they are enjoying this um, and Salah's got a hat trick on the day as well alright as we're hearing um, I think as we're hearing towards the end but there's um, the women's yeah, there's national like team of Canada minutes. right um um, the stand against culture of abuse. So apparently the national team, the women's Canada's national team is also um, um, beginning to be advocates and talk about um, the type of abuse that players receive while playing in a professional level aspect of it. So, um, and, as, and then this is good to put it on the Federation to, to um, help fight what is, is a culture of abuse and silence. So as always, we are, we are always with the players and um, that is something that we will always be behind. And it's good to it's good to to see other other places and other uh, federations or other um, places places where where women's soccer is 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 vital. That they are they're talking about you know these tough issues. Um, so to end on a note. Um, this is one of the funniest things I've, I've heard in a long time. 
Um, um, so uh, in Toronto soccer media, uh, Jonathan Osario uh, was asked about um, Toronto playing uh, Club de Football, or I think it's Montreal, right? Um, yeah. And, and I think one of his funniest things that he said was I don't know if you can hear it but barely that's okay because mm -hmm. at the end of the day Ton FC um, you know we had one bad season uh, but we still have MLS Cup and Montreal does not <laughs> so there you have it uh, we're talking about Montreal Coupe de Foot they do not <laughs> Jonathan Osario keeps it real 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 That uh, the TFC has an MLS Cup and Montreal does not. So whatever all the trash talking goes along, it's all about the hardware, baby. It's all about the hardware. <laughs> Just literally laugh. Uh, I think we'll tweet this out for the Minnesota Football Show account, but uh, it was it's it's just. Uh, The expression of the reporter after, like, that said, and he, because Osiris just walks away as soon as he said, he said, he's like, we have a cup and they do not. And I just walks away. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's just, you have to watch it to believe it. Um, as always, thank you all to all our listeners, to our Patreon subscribers. Um, thank you all for just paying. Um, and I hope you guys enjoying the season. Yeah, it's almost over. I don't know what we're going to do after uh, MLS happens. Uh, we'll probably just um, start shoveling snow and, and complain yeah. about the snow. That's probably what this podcast will turn into. Um, complaining about the oppressive whiteness that falls from the sky. <laughs> um, but I've had lots of fun uh, today. Bridget, I hope you've had fun as well, too. I have. And I uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Hopefully, Eric will be able to be back for that. And maybe, maybe we'll have... Um, a special guest or two coming up. So enjoy your day. Enjoy your Sunday. Have a good day, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>